And we are live. Hey, Concrete. Happy Sunday. What's goody? Girl, it's Sunday. Late, a little late show, but better late than never. We here. How are you doing? I'm doing good. No complaints. No complaints. Um, yes, a late Sunday afternoon show. But um, yeah, I'm doing good. I've had a very, very productive day. So I am feeling pretty good. How about you? I'm doing good. Carlin actually got me out of the house this morning. Okay. So that was good. Um, I didn't cook dinner today. What did you cook? Some um, beef spare ribs, some uh, corn on the cob, some um, potato salad, and baked beans. Oh. What, you ain't doing nothing after the show, are you? Nothing like what? Like cooking? Cleaning? No, nah, girl. I wanted to come get a plate. Oh. <laughs> you, you drive all the way out here to get a plate. You are funny. Because um, it, it ain't, ain't nothing popping over here, honey. You got to feed them kids. You got to feed them babies. And don't try to feed them no hot dogs. Girl. Solomon they, ain't going. Shit. He'd be the first one. It's <laughs> cheat day. You know, um, our cheat day is generally on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, who profile pick third who who you talking about oh. girl they already coming in with the mess you know how they do wait a minute so what y'all eat for the rest of the week aside from cheat day oh that's where y'all can eat fried foods or something that's generally where we eat out and we don't cook. oh but okay. for the most part it's um cooking throughout the week Usually we'll chill out on the weekends, just okay. a smidge. And, you know, Sunday is usually the day I would get something on, honey. But mm -hmm. um, it's looking like since I'm cheering out of school uh, tomorrow. Oh, they all next week or just tomorrow? Tomorrow and Tuesday. How they do okay. that? I know. Girl, yeah. how you get so two then, days off a raggedy-ass Columbus Day? Girl, oh, my God. So y'all can have a cheat day again tonight. He'll be happy. The kids will be happy about that. Uh, honey, um, I don't know how you know, but yeah, that was <laughs> that was what was gonna happen anyway. Look, mm -hmm. ain't nobody got time to be messing with these damn children. Anyway, <laughs> what else has been going on? Uh, not too much. I had a pretty decent weekend. No complaints. No complaints. Um. It was eventful. I got out and just kind of hung out a bit. And um, then today was just extremely productive. What did I do Friday? I don't think I did anything Friday. But um, for the most part, I, I got a lot done this weekend and got to enjoy myself a little bit. I am not happy about tomorrow being Monday, but um, I had a pretty chill weekend. I am not mad at it at all. Um, what about you? It was a pretty good weekend. Um, me and Curlin got a chance to do some stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Did some stuff with the kids. Okay. And, uh, did a little bit more this morning. So we are on extra, extra chill. Still mm -hmm. got to do the grocery run and all that good stuff. But it was a pretty good day. Like mm -hmm. the weekend was pretty good. I'm glad it's a long weekend because 
Um, yeah. Oh yeah, you got you got tomorrow off, child. Look yes. You. Um, I to call you like, let's do a show tomorrow, but I already hear how you sound. Mm. Uh-uh. Ain't nobody dealing with you after this late show today. <laughs> I'm fooling with you. Uh-huh. But listen, uh, so what do you do? Like order pickup or something? Uh, you mean like to eat out today? No, you said a grocery run. Oh, you mean go actually oh, going no, to the grocery I actually store. like picking out my own groceries. It's oh. um. It's kind of soothing. You know mm, what I mean? Yeah, I like to shop, go to the grocery I, store. I too. really like going to the grocery store. Like, that's my mm-hmm. shit. And, oh, I agree. You know, I'd be liking to try out new stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, you know, I, every time I go, I try to get something new. Okay. Um, try out, so. You know, get my little recipes on, you know, okay, okay. It up over here. I feel you. But I did have a question for you. What's good? If you had the option to be a housewife, would you do it? Um, Probably not. Oh, why not? Because um, I don't like just sitting home. I have to. I have to stay busy. Um, I would go stir crazy just sitting home. I would either go stir crazy or spend a whole hell of a lot of money because I would just be in the stores all day. So it's best for me to keep like myself you would busy. Have, like a lot to do as a housewife. You know what? But no. Um, once I'm done with that, like I have a running list that I keep just always finding something that I want to change up. But part of my to-do list comes from me going out and shopping and, and um, you know, seeing, picking up stuff that I like. And I'm like, okay, now I want to remodel this room or I want to rearrange something. So I, I'm not good at just kind of sitting still. Like we don't have small kids. So um, I know I will be bored. What about you? Hell yeah. Really? What would I? Because mm. I'm thinking, okay, if you cooking and cleaning just about every day, mm-hmm. that takes a lot. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to keep the bathrooms clean, the rooms clean, mm-hmm. um, living room, dining room. You always doing laundry. You can mm. stay in shape. Like you can get you like a little trainer or whatever. Yeah, I would like that. You can dedicate and a couple hours a day to working listen, out. Mm-hmm. Girl, listen, because I got it all mapped out. Mm-hmm. Um, you could do, you could work out like maybe five times a week as opposed mm-hmm. to three or four times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, you could have like the, you could be all part of the PTA and stuff. You could be doing that. See, that will work for you because you have small kids, baby. I would be like bored out of my mind. And I like to be able to um, earn my own money because I like to spend my own money on what I like to spend it on. So, so yeah, that just would not work for me. Oh, within um, reason, of course, I ain't making no big, crazy purchases unless it's something that I discuss with my fiance. But I want to be able to like if I just want to go out and go shopping, pop in Ikea you know, um, running Zara and pick up a few items. Like I like to be able to do that at my, at, you know, at my will. Um, so so it's you important. must be going out and balling with your money. That's why you mm, do a budget. No, but I like to shop <laughs> a little, a little, a little bit. Girl, you can't be balling oh. out with the money concrete. Oh. See, that would probably be my biggest issue with staying disciplined to a budget. Girl. And yeah, budget. that would probably be my biggest. Budget, budget. <laughs> Concrete. 
No, listen, I'm better at like my fiance, like we sat down and he was like, this is our goal, our savings goal for the year. I'm real good at that. Really and truly, I want to like try to meet that goal beforehand. And then I'm like, oh, okay, now I can spend whatever I want <laughs> and I don't have to worry about saving. So I'm better at you assigning me a goal and saying, this is our family goal for the year. Your percentage is this. This is what you need to say your goal for the year. And I'm like, oh, okay, got that. Then just saying, okay, well, we can only spend a hundred dollars a week. Like, and, and not to say there's some weeks where I may not even spend a hundred dollars aside from like groceries and stuff. Cause I, I purchased the groceries. Um, so like outside of groceries and stuff, I may not spend a hundred dollars, but it may be some weeks where I spend a a <laughs> I mean, you know, not, not nothing crazy like that. Not a thousand dollars, but I may, you know, I may do a little damage. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, to each his own, I think like I understand some women who would prefer to do that. And even like cleaning our home, like I clean our, I deep clean our home on Sundays. Sundays is my cleaning day. I only do laundry once a week. Sundays is my laundry day. I'm cleaning the bathrooms. I'm stripping everything out of the bathroom. I'm cleaning the toilets. I'm, I'm doing everything on Sundays. I was able to do that, all of that today and still clean in the garage, like prep some stuff to take to Goodwill. Uh, you know, do a little light decorating because I like went and spent some money this weekend and like wanted to change some things up in the house. Like I was able to do all that and cook dinner before the show today. So it does cleaning doesn't take me and we have a big house, but it's just us. And I light clean throughout the week and I do my heavy cleaning on Sunday. Mm hmm. See, Madam um, Logic Mom Dropper got the right idea. Well, she she said, said, stay busy. She said, if you're married to a high-value man with money, just spend your days being a part of a charity organization, mm -hmm. get massages, a manicure, go shopping, work mm -hmm. out, go to lunch with friends. See, that's the shit I'm talking about right there. That's what... <sighs> I ain't mad at it. I would definitely have to start my own like consultant agency or like charity organization. I wouldn't be opposed to that. But the thing is, most black working, most black women are working class. And who are you going to lunch with? Because they like got to punch a clock. And you, you know, I, I think like for uh, for a time it will be fun, and I'll just be decorating. And I know it will be fun for a, a, a short period of time. But after that, I'll be like. I, girl, you better take your ass down to the stew pot and volunteer. Uh, girl, why would I want to do uh, that? Three, three times off the week mm -mm. and help little help little badass kids, girl. I will. I will. I will help the kids. Absolutely, I would. Yeah, do that. girl, there's plenty to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, but like I said, it's plenty to do. But that budget, baby, baby. Listen, Ooh. listen, listen. Mm -hmm. He said, and y'all want that love and hip hop fantasy. When the white girls telling your ass that's what they want, you don't got no Listen. problem with that. Why is it so always a problem when a black want. woman want to be a stay at home wife? Like, why is that Maybe a problem? They give it to a Becky so fast. Oh, I'm trying to tell you. you don't they don't want her out going to work anyway because they scared that somebody else might snatch up. But oh, listen, you broke yeah. a fingernail today. Oh my gosh. I already know. Here's mm -hmm. my black card so you can go get them fixed. I already know. I gotta listen. I'm not thinking about uh hood servitive. You know, he always come on his mess. Yeah. But 
I wanted to ask you if you saw the story of the woman suing Geico for a million dollars after she contracted an STD from a man while getting it in in his backseat. Yes, I did. <laughs> what and, are your thoughts? Um, okay. Mm-hmm. That was a random, like, I'm not going to say it was a random ass car, but jeez. Right. Um, the crazy thing is, didn't she win like the first suit and she's coming back for an additional million? I didn't read that she won. I read that, um, I, I just read that they countersued, but I didn't oh. read that she won. Okay. Did she? I didn't know. Yeah. Look at this. A stay at home wife and a socialite are two different things. Why do they have to be? Yeah. Yeah, why do they have to be? You can uh, be a stay-at-home wife who happens to be a socialite. Yeah. What's wrong with that, though? What's wrong with us wanting that? Mm Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Um, baby, they want us back in the cotton fields picking cotton. Listen, you know what, what it is. They don't oh, trust spiritual child. I don't know. What's they that? don't trust black women, so they think that you know an idle hand is like the devil devil's uh workshop. So they, they want you working so they know where you are. <laughs> That's what mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> black yeah. excellence, you get to the damn girl. I'm They'll come over here with this mess. Mm-hmm. We ain't gonna be here long anyway. But mm, okay, so I just read, and they did say that she was awarded five point two million um, initially, but she sued for an additional million. Um, I'm confused. I, I really want to look into this because I'm trying to figure out how she was awarded uh, five point two million. Because you, first of all, you would have to prove you have the burden of proof if you're making the claim. So if she's alleging that she contracted uh, HPV while getting it in in the back seat, she has to prove. How do I know that y'all didn't have sex outside of that back seat and you contracted somewhere else? In addition, typically you're only able to go after the um, policy up to the po- policy limit, or if he has PIP on his policy, whatever the PIP limit would be, which is generally $5,000. I, I really have to look into this, but I thought that it was interesting. Anyways. Can just- you imagine her having that conversation? Like oh, she goes gosh. to the guy and she's like, you gave me something, you bastard. Oh, I wonder what like, you got that shit from that car. <laughs> I wonder, but she wasn't saying, I thought she was just alleging that he gave it to her. Not that it was contracted because it was somehow on the seat of the car or something crazy like that girl but i don't even know what made her think of something like that i think that um it's pretty ingenious especially since it worked out in her favor but now she getting greedy going back for an additional meal she said 5.2 ain't enough honey (laughs) she did say that she was Mm -hmm. like nah y'all owe me a little bit more and um (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I just thought it was interesting. Imagine it, everything getting so hot and heavy and passionate. And you was like, oh, I just got to have it right now. And then you catch something in the cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. What kind of um, I see Bro Curlin saying, if you become a stay-at-home wife, that your job is going to be working for him as a socialite. Girl, I think that's you, why I'm a stay-at-home <laughs> <laughs> You think you're going to be a stay-at-home wife, baby? He's going to put you to work. Girl, you already I, know, Bro Curlin going to put you to work. Baby, this... Uh, uh, baby drill sergeant, I got over here. 
He cracking the whip, baby. He I would know. have a list of things for you to do every day while he at work. Yep. <laughs> and then it'll be calling the check did it make sure I got this shit oh. done. <laughs> you didn't get this done today. Listen, you thought you uh you thought you had retired from the Navy, no boo. Nuh uh, not at all. Nothing, honey. <laughs> you I believe it too. You are absolutely right. Absolutely That's so funny. right. I'll Mm -hmm. working at home my ass i'm trying to tell you um i was gonna also ask you i saw something interesting you know who the comedian country wayne is i was literally just about to bring him girl up. about his baby mama's bills yes um mm -hmm. so country wayne is a comedian and he has one two three four five baby mamas and like 10 kids he got five baby mamas and he pays the bills for all of them mm -hmm. like all of them mm -hmm. um in his skits he still alleges that he has sex with um some of them or all of them mm -hmm. um at whenever you know what i'm saying off and on between relationships and i was just kind of sitting here thinking like um, how involved would you let your ex be in your life? Um, if you have a child with him, could your could your baby daddy pay your bills? Hell no. What mm -hmm. if your kids was living? You could pay your daughter phone bill. <laughs> That's about it. Uh, I don't need you to pay my bills because you already know what that comes with. Like yep. a, a, when a man is paying your bills, it's not just because he wants to do something nice for you. He is going to be dictating what goes on in your house. Uh, no, I don't need you to pay my bills. Take care of your children, but you will not be paying my bills. I'm good, boo. Like no, all money ain't good money. No, all money ain't good money. And women will be like, yeah, he can pay my bills. I'll let my baby daddy pay my bills. Like that is a recipe for disaster. In addition, the type of men that I like, they're, they would not partner with somebody who's still letting their baby daddy pay their bills. Mm -mm. I thought that like, that would be um, too much control. And then I think it's very manipulative on his end mm -hmm. because he, while he says that they can date whoever he wants, whoever they want, they can do whatever they want to do. Some mm -hmm. of them have had men while they've been with him. Mm -hmm. And I was like, if a man walks into Hello. that situation um, and he does find out that the baby daddy is still paying the bills, first of all, he's never going to take that woman serious. Mm -hmm. um, second of all, um, he's, of course, he's still able to hit it whenever he wants to. Facts. And like what man would take that serious? And then I think it's to emasculate another man from it is it is enough. it is but so manipulative would you date a guy if you were single would you date a man who was still paying his baby mama's bills no me <laughs> like um, at all that, um and it's not even a matter because let's say you're dating you don't know what's coming in and out of his household, but if he is paying her bills, then he does want some type of control over her. And mm -hmm. if he still wants those type of ties and that type of control over her, to me, he's got one still one foot in her in her presence right. in her life. He really just got poly relationships with these. Yeah, shit. pretty much, mm -hmm. pretty much. And I, I thought about that, like if a guy was still paying somebody's bills and was like, "The hell, no, what are we gonna do?" 
Right. I'm good on that, sir. No, thank you. Yeah, no, 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 thank you. No, because, you know, if she called him one night and little John's sick and he she need him to come over there and then she all dressed in the lingerie when he comes to the door and mm -hmm. um she be telling him, no, he be telling her ass, no, you know, like, you know, I got a girl. And then she rubbing on him. And then the next thing you know, they doing it in the car. And then she didn't call the STD. Girl, you just never know. No. <laughs> nope. Listen, I, I just don't find that like that's not something that I would desire for me. And to be completely honest, he's paying all of their bills. But I think that for him, it is kind of like saying, like, I'm the man. But he's also I feel like you are. um you are keeping these women you are ensuring that these women aren't emotionally available to someone else like and because of that though that can come with a lot of problems you know how women are they get jealous you call yourself moving on you get a new woman you get engaged you trying to build your life they throw in shade it's going to be hard for them to get along with any new woman that's in your life it just creates a lot of issues yep absolutely too many mm -hmm. um linda anderson said it's a recipe for disaster absolutely yeah. correct um mm -hmm. yeah i i just i wouldn't want to deal with that at all no um, but okay are you are wait you, well, before we, we get off into the topic i yeah. got one one quick thing Mm -hmm. Did you see that the alphabet community is attempting to cancel dave chappelle uh, like every time he does a what you call it, every time. What are your thoughts? Special. Do you think he should be canceled because of his no, comments? No, I, I don't. Comments? I think that um, the LGBT community can basically say whatever about whomever. Mm -hmm. They can use the most derogatory terms uh, toward themselves. To me, he didn't use anything derogatory. Actually, I watched a special last night. Mm -hmm. um he did not use anything um to me now this is to me my opinion mm -hmm. to me he didn't do i didn't see anything that was just hella damning hella derogatory but i think um lgbt are very 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 sensitive mm -hmm. very sensitive you can't say too much you can't if you, if you make a joke then you know it's over with if you look the wrong you girl if you bet your eyes wrong they'll cancel your ass so i i don't yeah. think he can be canceled um i think dave Chappelle has um really really did the damn thing i don't think they can uh, cancel him though i think that um they're becoming bullies i think that they're almost like to the point that they're trying to bully people into um you know behaving in a certain way and what they feel is accordance with, you know, their lifestyle. Um, he's a comedian. Um, has he said offensive things? Absolutely. But that is part of his shtick. I don't think that you should be, um, you know, uh, trying to cancel him as a result of something that he's saying in a comedy skit. That is his purpose to make people laugh. He's literally saying things that have like, you know, high shock value to make people laugh. So, I think that they're becoming bullies and they're really just trying to dominate over anyone that they think is saying anything remotely offensive to them. Yeah, um, you really can't say anything about the LGBT without, um, mm -hmm. without it like going haywire. So yeah. I, I think, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah it's been very, 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 very interesting to watch, though. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, are you kind of ready to get off into yeah, the topic? Because I want let's... to cover something um, very, very, very crazy that mm-hmm. happened over the weekend. So there's this YouTuber named Glendon Cameron. And Glendon Cameron, um, I would say that you know, you have some guys that you know that are definitely, definitely, definitely manosphere. They claim the manosphere. Um, you got guys that really, really say they're manosphere. They claim manosphere. They uh, basically wear that label. I would say that he is, but kind of on the outskirts. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, he does uh, a lot of, he. well, he has a money channel so he Mm -hmm. he talks about finances monies um stocks uh business stuff like that um but he used to have a bunch of channels a a few channels and he would tell like these really really graphic stories on them well he did a live the other night talking about um he he was a predator or no like somebody could have seen him as a predator. What was uh, Glendon Cameron's show called the other night? Oh, I don't remember. Okay. Yeah. It was something about like, I could have been seen as a predator like R. Kelly. Something, mm. something comparing him to R. Kelly. Wow. Um. So he goes into this very, very, very graphic story or stories um, about how he was dealing with a woman and this woman had daughters. He basically went over, had uh, intercourse with the mother and the daughters. The daughters were um, under 18. And so he was saying that he was within the age of consent. Wow. Um, he said that it was one girl. He found out that she was 17. And he kept screwing her even after he found out her age. Um, He said that one of the girls was actually saying that it hurt. And he said he kept... Wow. He was... It it was absolutely appalling. Mm. Like, absolutely ridiculous and crazy and appalling. Um, we've had a conversation about fast ass girls and it Mm -hmm. seemed like to me, it kind of seemed like he was trying to say that, you know, well, these girls, um, they're grown. They don't have any, um, family around the difference between me and R. Kelly, um, is that I basically went and picked out the girls for myself, um, he basically wow. did his own recruiting and wow. he was like if a girl has a father or a, a, a family around um if she has family that's present in her life then you know maybe stay away from those girls but it was almost like he gave the blueprint for being a predator to being a predator Dang. that's pretty sickening it was absolutely sickening um he then went on the lead attorney show um he tried to change his story he actually changed the story a couple of times um, from where I've seen. Um, it was it was it was amazing um, to see this 
on these channels like looking at him um anton daniels did a, a show about it um and I, so I ended up watching, um, Ty City did uh, a stream going over the reviews of it. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was very, very, very interesting. While I will say that most of the response has been to oust this dude, like F this dude. Right, right, right. F him. But I have also seen bigger content creators um, there was one that super chatted this man $50 while he was talking about the story. Um, so another well, thing that he said that maybe well, they wanted to just keep him talking. I, yeah. Hopefully, um, mm-hmm. hopefully, but you, you don't know. You don't know. You really don't know. Um, it was just, it was one of those things where I'm like, is this shit happening in real life? Is he saying this in real time? Um, then he tried to say that it was 20 years ago. When I say, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if the man is on. So he started backpedaling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he was saying that 15 year olds had sent him nudes and he deleted the nudes and um, he was getting all kind of messages from girls on Craigslist. Oh um, and how though? Like, there's I, I could just there's so many holes in this narrative, girl. When I say it was holier than Swiss cheese, yes, it was. Um, yeah. Uh, Re King said not a super chat to keep him talking is W O. I don't know. Um, I I I don't know, but. I just thought it was a very, very, very sickening thing. And then, like I said, I think I've seen the majority of the black men in this space kind of go against that. But the super chat thing did throw me off a bit, Mm -hmm. Um, especially from the content creators and, you know, content creators association. Um, Like I said, you do have, being that he told on himself, he told on himself being mm-hmm. that he told on himself was probably um, a thing that nailed it in the coffin for a lot. Yeah. Of um, while other ones had to be um, battled out through a court of law. This man has never been caught. Um, wow. Then the fact that he's never been caught, the fact that he's going an experiment. They said he was calling it an experiment. He called, um, well, he said that he told the story on YouTube for an experiment. He was saying that he could gain a lot of subscribers and it was a crock of shit. It was absolutely a crock of shit. Mm. Um, I watched it. Um, I watched a lot of it in real time and you know, it was amazing. It was just really, really amazing to see him get on there and, and do this. And then um, it goes to show that even guys with money, because this man is, is uh, supposedly a millionaire. Really? Yeah. Um, mm. It was interesting because it was like he went after... He said he never forced anybody, said he never forced anybody, even though 
uh, one of those stories kind of sounded a bit messed up, especially the girl who was saying that it hurt and he kept mm. going or whatever. And I think that was the one that one of the ones that was with her mom. Um, it was some of the most graphic sickening things that I've heard in a long time. Just you, like the little bit of details that you've given is making me nauseous. Like seriously, yeah. I, I just, I can't. Yeah, it it, it made me nauseous. Um, the fact that you may have a fast ass girl, you may have a girl that is um, promiscuous, but it's like, he's not checking dates of birth. Um, he like I like I said, it was one girl he said he um dealt with and he found he dealt with her quite a few times. After he dealt with her quite a few times, he said he then found out her age and he just kept going because he had already the crime had already been done. And I was like, there like the dick discipline is there's no such thing to him. Um it's scary. It's really scary. Okay. It's really, really, really scary. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I thought, um, yeah, I thought it was very, very crazy. Um, he was talking about young women. Um, so I think he's 54. Oh, um, he was trying to say that these things happened 20 years ago. Um, he compared his sexual appetite to that of R. Kelly excuse me and he was saying that he had a similar appetite to R. Kelly the, that that in and of itself like is disturbing like I, I don't understand uh you know and he may be rich but it doesn't seem like he's very smart why would anyone like if what he did if he you know is it, despicable but for you to you know create a whole stream about it and incriminate yourself I gotta question your um I got a Girl, question, if, you know, your your level of an intellect. Not only that, but then to get your stupid ass on a national platform mm -hmm. and you for you to air out all of that shit, you're going into ages now. Right, that's um, what I'm saying. You're telling about crimes that you have gotten away with. Mm. The reason he didn't get caught was his exact wording. Mm -hmm. The reason I didn't get caught and it was like, are you freaking kidding? Are you are you dumb? Wow. And it was well, the girls looked old. Um, some of the girls were very mature. You know, I don't like um young women. I I, I don't like young girls. Um, <laughs> I like twenty five to thirty two. That was his story. Um, on the lead attorney show, and I was sitting there, and I was like, you're just a big fat liar. Mm. You the way he described that shit, you would have thought that he was still in the midst of the way he described it. And wow. I just, I thought it was crazy as hell. Mm. Um, yeah, that I, seems predatory I, and almost like you reliving the fantasies. Like, I'm mm -hmm. sorry. That's it absolutely it's just, seemed like it. It absolutely wow. seemed like it. Um, to, to hear him talk the way he was talking about these young women um, was absolutely disgusting. Wow. Absolutely disgusting. And so... Um, it did kind of lead us into our topic for today. The reason they hate, the reason she hates black men. Mm -hmm. Um, so 
we have been coming across a lot of divestment content. Um, I've heard recently that Cynthia G was talking about aborting black babies if they are male. Wow. Um, I've heard, I've seen um, a woman named Divestment Zillet or Zealot mm -hmm. um, had a picture of a man, hang, a black man hanging from a tree and a woman. Now it was in shadows, but it looked like they were black. If, if you see them like outlines with a woman swinging on a swing, hanging from swinging from the same tree that this man was hanging, hanging from. That's sick. Seriously. Um, I have been hearing them talk about abort black babies. I have heard them say that black men have never accomplished shit. They aren't worth anything. And you wonder what goes on in, in the minds of these women for them to have that type of feeling about all black men. Well, um, kick clouds, cut the bullshit. Cut the shit, bro. No, that's, that's definitely not typical, typical black woman stuff. Like, seriously, there is a sector, a segment of black women who feel like this. This is not all black women. They're not representative of all black women because they dang sure don't speak for me. I've seen a lot of the same things that Danny just pointed out, mainly, though, um, without the not necessarily like I haven't seen strong instances in where like the hate is being exhibited, but more so women bragging about the fact that they are dating a white man. There's a trend on TikTok that has a sound that goes with it regarding, um, you know, basically like I started dating a white man and then this happened. Um, I'm seeing women encouraging other women or women in the comments, like, where can I get me a white man? Um, you know, I'm tired of dating black men who are this and that. Um, you know, I'm seeing women say, you know, if you want to be happy, this is where you can do it at. You know, I'm seeing examples of women uh, displaying their white partners and saying, I've never felt more loved or the one that was making its rounds on social media it started on TikTok where the white man was like grabbing the woman's black 4C hair and just, and she was saying how pretty she felt with this white man. And it's the first time she ever felt pretty with her natural hair because now she had her white partner validating her, um, oily, you know, tightly curled hair. So I've seen more of that. Um, but in that, and this is in other social on other social media platforms, but mm -hmm. I have seen some of the hate, some of um, the disgusting things that you speak of too. Right. Um, just because y'all the exception mean there isn't a rule. Um, I don't think that we're the exception. I right. think that the majority it's, it's apparent of, that we're not. Look at the numbers. The numbers don't um, dictate that we're the exception. Clearly, most black women still want black men. Um, yeah. Right. Um, what I was going to ask you, okay, do you have an idea of what leads a woman to this thought process? I think there's a myriad of things. I can throw a few things out there that may be the reasons behind why 
Um, some black women are preferring to date white men. I think one of the most obvious reasons is that these are women who have been somehow hurt by black men. Some of them stemming back to their own fathers. Their fathers didn't show up for them. Their fathers didn't protect them. They might've even been violated by their dads. Um, some of these women have been violated by a black man. And as a result, they don't want anything that resembles blackness. They've developed this anti-blackness because of the fact that there's a mistrust surrounding black men. Some of these women have had repeated relationships with black men that are failed relationships. Some of these women don't trust themselves to pick adequate black partners. And because of their um, failed relationships, they are generalizing all black men and using this guise that all black men are awful or predatory. That's a, that is a actually a very big one that I'm seeing this notion, mm -hmm. and it's growing, this notion that black men are predatory. Um, yeah. And you know, that they, they, they um, exhibit toxicity, toxic masculinity, and that they're predatory, and that black women need to be careful as a result. So those are some of the primary reasons that I think um, black women um, hate black men or, you know, want nothing to do with black men. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Javon478. In my opinion, Black women tend to participate in racial showcasing a little more that I see Black men do. Why? Mm -hmm. um, I actually think that if you're talking about the racial showcasing, I would actually say that it's even. Um, mm -hmm. I think that uh, people who interracially date uh, like mm -hmm. to do it um, like to show it off for the same, um, like to provoke a feeling out of a person if it's showing off. Um, well, I would have to say relating to, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say that to me, I think I've seen both, uh, like to show off another race mm -hmm. if they were able to quote unquote, obtain them or get them. To be completely honest, um, I guess, you know, it, from, from based on personal experience, um, I do think both sides like to show off their partners. But I've seen, I've come across more Black men who are not boastful about the fact that they're um, dating a, a woman of another race than Black women. Like all, almost all the Black women that I see, they're bragging. I've seen Black men who just kind of, you, you kind of sense that they feel a little awkward. They're not making eye contact with you. And they're just, you know, I've come across men who seem to feel awkward about the fact that, um, you know, they're, they're engaging in treason. Whereas the Black women engaging in treason, they seemed very boastful. Like they are like, look at my, like they love taking videos with them and having them rub their fingers through their hair and, you know, putting him on display, like, look what I got, you know, and it's cringeworthy. But um, I, I do see a large, no, I've never seen a black woman who seemed to be, feel a little awkward in the presence of other black people because she was dating a white man. But I have seen black men who seem to feel a little awkward. Yeah. Um, everybody hit the like button. Hit the like button. We should uh, at least be over uh, 60. Hit the like button. Um, shout out to Rico Rogers. He says, it's simple. They can't get the black men they want and they're mad. You never really hear attractive women talk like that. Mm, now that's interesting because when I just do like 
And what I see on social media and in doing research for this topic, I saw a large number of uh, beautiful black women, like <laughs> very attractive black women, slim black women, you know, black women, just very pretty black women with white men. And they seem to be boastful about it too. Lots of pictures on their pages of their white uh, partners. Like, uh, I mean, they seem to be very happy about the fact that they um, <laughs> have, have somehow um, made it, quote unquote. But uh, I, and it, like I said, they're, they were very attractive. Um, I do have to say, and I don't know if it's just because there weren't a lot of Black American women using the hashtag, like just interracial couples, but I did see a large number of African um, Black women who uh, were, you know, in these interracial relationships. Nonetheless, though, they seem to be very proud, um, you know, of the fact that they, um, uh, of their partner. And it wasn't like um, big, sloppy, nasty black women. It wasn't, um, you know, unattractive black women. I mean, some of them were, may not be traditionally seen as attractive, um, but they were slim, fit, you know, um, nice shape. Uh, and yeah, it was just interesting. And I was like, dang, these are beautiful women. I'm sure they could find a, a black partner if they wanted one. Do you think that victimization um, causes the um, the lot to hate black men. In what way? Do these women have? Do you think these women were victimized by um, black men for them to feel some type of way? Well, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like at the beginning of my statement, when I was talking about how, like, even date, dating back to maybe their parent, their their um, father wasn't there for them, and or in relationships, like they felt like you know they had one multiple failed relationships with black men, and um, and or maybe there was some assault. Um, I think a lot of them are falling into the belief that you know uh, that media portrayal of black men, like black men, are some sort of monsters, and it's it's real sad. Yeah, um, I think that um, I'm not necessarily sure if they were all victimized for them to come to this conclusion. I think that a lot of things are trend. Um, I, like for me, it is absolutely hard for me to, um, visualize or to have this visual visual in my head that all black men are bad. Like sure. it's, it's uh, it, I can't, I can't buy into that period. And so when a woman says that it's all of them, it's all of them, they're all like this. They're all like this and I hate them and I wish they would die. And I'm like, all black men that you've come into contact with, you've never had a black man do anything nice for you. You've never had a black man be pleasant with you outside of trying to fuck you. Um, even within relationships, how were you treated in relationships to give you an attitude to say that you hate all of them or you think all of them are bad? Um, right. Then the problem that I have with it they don't give any credence to um, how they victimized these men and started some of the, the, these cycles. Um, abuse comes from abuse, in my opinion. 
I don't think um, predators are born. I think predators are kind of bred. I think mm -hmm. that you have to um, generally, you know, generally that things have to happen before you turn into something. And so I don't think they give any creep. You know, like when I see them talk about all these stats and a black woman's being killed every six hours, or not every six hours, however, whatever the stats is. Yeah, well, being abused every 19 minutes or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and so, you know, I'm, I'm wondering, okay, okay, this could be true. This could be true. But what about the opposite side? Mm -hmm. um, and then you'll have some women and say, well, I've never did anything to anybody and this still happened to me. And, you know, there's no answer for that. There's no answer for that. But then to put a label on all Black men is is absolutely crazy to me. Um, shout well, out to Jack Spade. He says, is that not a part of pretty women privilege? The prettier you are, the wider of a net one can cast. Um, yeah, I, definitely so. I, I was just saying that in response to some of the comments that I see, um, I do think that, well, I, we can read the super chat first and then I'll, I'll respond. Shout out to Black Wizard. He says, I don't know, C-Rose, the slim American Black woman who don't fit the curvy archetype a lot of dudes prefer tends to be quite quiet about who they date. I've seen happy, slim Black women in interracial relationships. Well, I don't, I don't know them to say whether or not they're not quiet about it, but they seem to be proud, like flaunting their partner was my point. Like I, I went to, you know, lots of women's pages and just kind of skimming their pages and they seem to be proud of who they were dating um, as if they somehow made it. But I don't think when I said um, that there are some women who, you know, um, relate to maybe the fact that they were victimized and that's part of the reason I'm not making that applicable to all women, all of, you know, any group of women. I think that there are some women who choose to date out that absolutely have been victimized by black men. And as a result, that's why. Um, I nonetheless, just like the men that we talk about in this space who have this strong disdain for black women because of the fact that they were turned down for prom or, you know, they got their heart broke by a black woman. I think that it's nonsensical to um, take on this notion that I'm never going to date anyone else who looks like me because someone hurt me. Typically people date within their proximity too, just like crimes are committed within, you know, your proximal uh, pro proximity. Um, people typically date within their proximity uh, unless you are maybe successful in your career and or you meet like a partner at work. But um, growing up as a young adult, you're typically you live in a mostly predominantly black neighborhood for most of us. And as a result, those are the people who you're going to date. Um, so I, I think that, you know, of course, you got your heart broken by a um, by a black guy. You know, that's who you date. Had you grew up dating white guys, it's very possible that your first heartbreak would have been from a white guy. I just think that okay. is completely unfair to dismiss your your entire race because, you know, you had a failed relationship where you were hurt by someone within your race. I just don't think that dating out is necessarily the um, answer. But um, I do think that you brought about a very good point. Um, I think that it's really sad to see women who have never been loved by a black man 
there's nothing comparable to the love of a black man. There is nothing that will fill you up like the love of a black man. There is nothing that will make you feel more secure than the protection of a black man. There is nothing that will make you feel more fulfilled than um, coming home to a black man, being able to lay your burdens down and you know, just kind of explain away your day to a black man, especially going out into a white patriarchal society where we are dealing with microaggressions, racism from all angles. I recently saw a very interesting topic in a large group that I'm in, and it was about women who date out and like if they if they feel some type of way when they see you know comments being made online about white people. And almost all of them know because my white man, he know, he know, he feel the same way about white people. Um, my white man, he like, I, I crack jokes on, like all of them tried to portray as if they have this understanding partner who knows that they also don't like um, white people, knows that they are also revolutionary despite the fact that they married this white partner. And I just found it to be very disingenuous. Um, I, I, it, there's nothing comparable to being ha partnering with someone who has a similar or shared experiences that, that you have and um, being able to, um, I personally take solace in that. And there's no one um, that I would rather be with than a black man. Like, you know, it, it's not even something that comes across my mind. Good point. Good point. Are we ready to drop well, the link? Um, I got a couple, couple things, but you can go ahead and drop it. Um, go ahead. I'm, let me get to my notes anyway. Okay. I do think though, for women and men, like for a woman or a man who determines that they don't want anything to do with anyone who looks like them, I think that that is a, a symptom of some sort of psychosis. I think that sound like seriously, that, like I feel like that person has been traumatized in such a way that they want to distance themselves from anything that resembles what they previously experienced. And in that case, you need some serious therapy. Like that is not normal. It, it, okay. it Wait a minute. We got us one up here. DT uh -huh. um, Sweets, the link is definitely in the chat if you would like to join us. Oh yeah, black male worshiping. Um, hell yeah, I worship black kings. Like they're deserving. They deserve to be worshipped. Uh, if if anybody in the world deserves worshiping, they do. And I will always, for the rest of my days, worship black men. And I'm but not apologetic my, about that. But my question to you is: Are you a worshiper of black women? And then, what about the women that have been treated right, um, have been loved and um, respected? and somebody took care of them um what about that is it black male worshiping then or what about um when you're dealing with black women and they're mean and evil and hateful for no fucking reason wait the, the question too long i'm not gonna remember it so no, wait, i'm, I'm talking to her um, oh i thought you was asking me so no. i'm saying like um, she's saying that she's a black woman first not black first okay and mm -hmm. so what i'm saying to you sis you're a black woman first. Oh what about when you run across evil ass black women or the, or they don't exist? 
To me, that's some bull. Like, you black woman first, not black first. So when black men say, I'm black man first, I'm only defending my brothers. I'm only going to, um, you know, uplift my brothers and elevate them. I'm only going to promote black men over black women because I'm black man first. Like, how stupid does that sound? Y'all don't understand how important it is for us to um, unite. How it, Like, we need each other. There is, There needs to be, like, there's a codependent relationship with, between black men and for, there needs to be a codependent relationship between black men and black women for us to ever elevate and and um you know uh, if there's ever any chance of the future generation surviving we have to be dependent and reliant on one another we can't have this self-serving mentality that i only care about black women or i only care about black men like that is going to only further the divide between black men and black women that is so my question to you, my question to you, Concrete, if these women were, um, if they experienced trauma through the hands of a Black man, would those feelings be justified? No. Uh, I've experienced trauma through the hands of a Black man. My, my feelings to that Black man, my, my um, disappointment in that Black man, any negative feelings that I have towards that Black man may be valid, but to apply that to all Black men is asinine. It is absolutely ludicrous. All Black men didn't hurt you, sis. All Black men didn't abandon your mama and not pay child support or not, you know, be a father to you. All Black men didn't violate you. Like, how fair but, but is that? But you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? The majority of the time we've picked those people who violated us and our families sometimes but not always there are situations yeah it's where the it's the um they said i think it was maybe 90 percent of children um were molested by their stepfathers in the home right so the child had no yeah no you know what i mean nothing to do with the decision that the parent made but yes uh, most times it is someone that's close to you but you know what else is interesting danny the thing is we will uh, we we will um be in a situation where we're violated by a white cop where we're, we're mm. violated by someone on our job mm. where we are disrespected or called out of our name called you racial epithets are used towards us by someone white and we never apply this disdain or this negative mindset to all white people but we can easily you know, um, know easily generalize and apply these blanketed statements to everyone who looks like the, like us. I, I don't see that. Not certainly not as often as I see black people be willing to dismiss an entire gender or an entire race of people who they belong to because they were violated in some way. Um, black Wizard, were you saying you don't know about that? Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. I, I've seen the generalization cross more than just gender. Um, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. On that? Yeah. Um, like, so you said you went to the divestment, uh, you know, channels and saw all this stuff. So. But if you but if you go into like the more, I guess, hotep channels, you'll see the stuff that's like, you know, uh, when so, let's say somebody uh, gets killed for, you know, after a traffic stop or something like that. You'll see them go into stuff and start saying all kinds of cra all kinds of stuff about white people. I go to <laughs> those channels more 
more often than I frequent the the black uh, black manosphere channels, and I don't see them generalizing across a whole right. Like as if it comes to mistrust, but after four hundred years, I can see why there is a mistrust. I'm talking about you personally being violated by someone, or you personally feeling like you were abandoned by your dad, and because of that, you no longer trust any black man. Whereas we have a long documented history of white people violating us and our people. So I guess personally, I would more be, be more apt to understand that. Um, and even a lot of the conscious people that I know, they don't hate white people. Um, they may have a mistrust for white people. They may say, be careful, you know, watch yourself around them. But I don't he hear them saying all white people are evil and, you know, they should uh, be purged from the earth. Their mom should have aborted them. I don't hear that type of stuff. Yeah, but if you if you go into like um, I forget this guy's name, but he's he's a pretty big one. Uh, and I'm not really sure what YouTube guidelines are, so I don't want to say the kind of stuff that he says and get you guys mm -hmm. struck or something. But but uh, um, there's quite a few people of his ilk um, and, and in the in the hotel. I'm I'm talking less less conscious conscious and more like hotep oh, conscious okay. so so in the hotep circles that kind of like take white people and then generalize uh you know uh yeah, they got possibly. they got demon dna uh I, you know I don't go all kinds into of those stuff. like extreme channels like that so maybe you're right but i personally feel like we have documented history of this, but maybe some black women say we have documented a history of black men, you know, assaulting black women or whatever their reasons are. I no, just and I can't yeah, and, relate. And I say, I say that to say that um, when somebody has been affected by uh, something in their childhood where they were defenseless and then, they, then something happened to them, like the mind makes a lot of rationalizations to try to protect you from that mm -hmm. situation ever happening again. So when when somebody experiences the level of stuff, let's say the young ladies that the one guy may have allegedly talked to when he was uh, talking about his stuff with the lead attorney um, <laughs> on, on their end, you know, they might they might see. I could, I'm not saying I can I condone the uh, demonization, but I do say I understand I, I, I understand how that how it can manifest that way. And like when somebody when somebody goes through something that's that, you know, I don't use this word often, but I'm going to say it here. Evil. <laughs> then, uh, you know, I can I can see why they would be uh, so sensitive to. Protect but you know themselves. what? That's a good point, Black Wizard. And I agree with you. But do you know one thing that I wanted to point out is. Um, that is why there is this sanitizing of what has happened to our people, mm. because if black people knew the half of what our people has have suffered at the hands of white folks, um, they may feel differently. Um, I, as an adult, read up and researched a lot of horrible, deplorable, like nauseating things that were done to black people and I went through a stage where I was very pissed off because it was absolutely sickening. And that is why there is an intentional effort to sanitize the black history in this country, because, you know, you can't know the truth and not 
um, and, 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 you know, be just okay with what they've done. I see what you mean, C. Rose, and maybe that's the case uh, that, you know, somebody learning that would, learning a lot of the truths of, our, of Black history would come to the kind of conclusions that you've come to. But I'm, I, I guess I'm saying, I think it's a little different. Uh, the trauma and the, the call to action is a little different wow. when something ha- you have actually experienced happen to you and you have to somehow reconcile with how you're going to deal with this as, as a person. It, it, you know, versus uh, you read about something that's happened to uh, your people or who you could really consider your people. And you have to reconcile with that. I think when, when something has happened to you, the gravity is a little more heavy. Uh, I, and- I can agree with that. I think so. But I don't know that, you know, I, there's a percentage of the women who probably have been violated. However, um, you know, being quote unquote abandoned and or being in a relationship with a black man who cheated, um, that, uh, um, I don't think that that is that pales in comparison to some of what I read. But I do agree that when something happens to you, that you would that most people would likely be more apt to, um, you know, try to reconcile it because it, it's something that you are still reeling from and or have to try to work through in your own mind. Yeah, and that's not to condone the you know behaviors of the Sinjis or the Brooklyn Blues or Kendall St. Charles or whatever she goes by nowadays. I don't know. But, but uh, that's not to condone the behavior where, he, behavior where he's talking about abort black boys and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't that's think that's a, I don't think that's a good thing. But um, that is to say that, you know, these people actually are going through something. Uh, and, you know, yeah. I don't know. Like, it, I think... Well, I think a step. I think a, I think if you are trying, if you are wanting to achieve a goal where um, you you're talking about the annihilation of the race, right? So, mm-hmm. if you want to achieve a goal where we are more uh, understanding, then maybe extending an olive branch instead of being instead of being like you know. You guys, you guys are wow! What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> like, no, I don't think no, that's not my necessarily my approach. I don't understand how they can conclude that an entire race of men are, you know, um, predatory and you know, um, disgusting. Like I, I don't understand that. Um, and to be completely honest, I don't know. I take a tough stance against um, against any kind of like when my race is being berated and someone is using white supremacist talking points and talking about you know men of my race the men who leaders of my race the kings that uh relate to me i um do find that i do take that personal i guess um I, i think that's like that is as despicable as some of the things that i read like saying that you know saying those comments about black male babies and that type of stuff, that's sickening to me. And it's hard for me to empathize with you when you are saying disgusting things like that. No, I, I, I hear you. And I, I do, I do actually understand that. Cause like, I can't even like, I can't even go into the rooms, the lives and stuff where 
they're talking about this stuff and stay there like and listen and and i'm generally a pretty open-minded person so i'll go everywhere and just kind of listen for a while but mm-hmm. so i can't even be in the space because it's like so um i don't know it's almost like um i, I don't get angry when i hear it but i get this like uh this upset kind of like turning away from it like i can't i can't even i can't even be in that presence for a long period of time and i think a lot i think a lot of the people who are uh in those spaces don't maybe if they did have something that was as evil uh as what this guy was explaining on the lead attorney happened to them if they're explaining i don't think they're recognizing that they might be matching I was going to say that. Absolutely. If you've been violated, like that's why, you know, to be completely honest, because I'm an empath, I'm not one of those people who feel like, like I, I saw people calling for, you know, wishing and hoping that R. Kelly is violated. Like, I, I feel like if you were victimized, like me being victimized, I wouldn't wish for another person to be victimized in that same way if it was something that was so traumatic that I still can't get over it. I know that some people do have that belief, kind of like an eye for an eye. You victimize, which none of the charges, none of the things that he was charged with were, you know, um, you know, forcible assault or anything like that. Um, But, you know, I just don't understand for women who potentially maybe that that's the reason that they turned away from black men, that they were victimized. I would don't understand them wanting innocent babies to be, you know, done away with and wishing for harm uh, on black men and stuff. I just, I don't understand it, but nonetheless, (laughs) I, I, you know, um, understand what you're saying as it relates to extending an olive branch. And maybe we don't have the right approach. Maybe that is why they won't engage with us and we won't be, we can't like necessarily learn what their reasons are. We're left to kind of speculate because, um, you know, they feel as though we're not impartial. Um, But I wanted to get Eugene in here too, and just give him an opportunity to speak on the topic and I'll come right back to you. Uh, Um, Hi, Eugene. Welcome to the panel. What you got on the topic? Yes. uh, You know, I always think of integration and how, you know, good integration has been. Um, It's a great effective medicine. However, just like in effective medicine, it also has its side effects. And I think this divestment thing is one of the side effects that integration has brought. Um, You know, the idea of integration was basically to give everybody more options, to give us more options. You know, you know, when let's say a, a black woman likes a black man, right? Or a black man likes a white woman, um, you know, he, he would like, you know, her for who she is because she has a great personality or anything. But nowadays, you know, when you hear about divestment, now the reason becomes because I hate my own, which which I think it's pretty terrible and pretty devastating. Um, you know, I would not mind, you know, dating somebody who is outside, but I want to make it clear, and I think somebody else, you know, feel this way, that if I, you know, date somebody outside my race, it does not mean that I'm, um, 
ruling out the black woman because, I mean, there are good black women out there. Most most of the uh, content creators, most of the content creators I listen to are black women. So yeah, they exist, but you know, it's a shame to where, you know, you want to re, you know re- reject your own because of you know these different stereotypes that some of them have presented. Um, I think that. I think that that's an interesting point. I don't disagree with you. Um, I, I think most, a lot of what I see specifically in this space are men who have ruled out the women of their own race. And I'm coming across women who are specifically seeking a white partner or a partner of another race. So you are excluding, you know, you're not just like, oh, I'm open to love and whoever I meet, you're specifically excluding men of your own or women of your own group. And um, that's, I don't know. I I find that to be problematic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's just disheartening, you know, to where, you know, a black man or a black woman, you want to um, uh, go outside the race just for the simple fact that, you know, they hate, you know, their own. I mean, it's bad enough where, you know, your date it's bad enough where somebody wanna date your own race because you hate others, but it's even more ridiculous to where you want to date others because you hate your own. That that's even more ridiculous, you know. I agree. Thank you, thank you, Eugene, for your commentary. I definitely agree. Thank you. Thank you, Eugene. Next. Black Wizard, did you want to add something um, aside from the, a little back and forth that we had earlier on? Because I know that I had actually just asked you to, because I heard you come off your mic to rebut what I was saying. But did you have something additional to add? No, not right now. Uh, I'll come back, though. I'll, I'll circle back around. Okay. Thank you. Uh, we ain't signing. What you got, bro? Uh, hello, ladies. How are you? Good morning or good Fantastic. evening, wherever you are in the world. Hello. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Um. Finally, uh, a decent topic that's not so toxic. Um. So first, I want to say I think the reasons why she hates uh black men is most likely because of her mother. You know, we 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 really don't fully appreciate how um how our formative years really really kind of design who we pick as partners so you know we grew up especially generation x moving down you know most of us were latchkey kids or you know uh, grew up in single parent homes you know 50 percent to 60 to 70 now 80 percent and a lot of uh, we don't really fully appreciate how we saw our mother's date and how that imprints us when we get into the dating world. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, black women don't have the best reputation for picking the right type of men. And, and that just filters down to the young ladies nowadays. So the reason why she has contempt 
for black men, mostly it's because of her mother. And also, I just want to put out another caveat. Dating outside your race doesn't necessarily mean that you hate you hate hate uh, black men. If a black woman wants to date out just because she finds another race more attractive, I mean that's fine. I don't see anything wrong with that. And vice versa, if a if a black man wants to date out because he finds himself celebrated uh, better elsewhere, that doesn't mean that he he hates her or she hates him, right? It's just that. They just found where they where they fit in, and I mean, we let's look at celebrities. When we look yes, at but that people. that wasn't what I wanted to just say real quick. We're not saying that um, everybody oh, who dates out, out right. their race. Okay, okay, but okay. You okay, do okay, have sure. a specific subsection of people who do right. hate their race that date well, out. Yeah, if, okay. Yeah, yeah. If they say okay, like uh, let's hang them from trees. Okay, obviously they they hate that race obviously right if they say it, if they're explicit with their feelings about it okay then you believe what they say but i, I would say if they're not explicit about it then you know i wouldn't uh, classify by that but i get your point you're not saying if you date out you hate the other race okay no. i got that I, I got that okay so it's clear so but yeah i just want to say the the contempt really stems from um the mother's dating choice their mother's dating choice i would i would put it there Thank um, you. you don't think it would be from any men mistreating them or anything like that? Well, I mean, but but again, like if if she's seen her mom dating guys that mistreat her, you know, there's a strong possibility. There's a great uh, paper written by a Yale professor that talks about uh, our dating habits are formed by seeing our parents' dating habits. So if she's with a guy that is mistreating her one yeah that will enforce or you know that will enforce her already beliefs about men and black men in general specifically and secondly um she's she's choosing that man uh, who mistreats her because she saw her mother be with men who mistreated her mother okay um i think you do bring about a good point um because mm -hmm. It does start somewhere. And that is another dynamic too. He does because I've heard women even talk about the fact that grandma wasn't happy with, you know, grandpa, like grandpa did. So we didn't talk about how, you know, seeing right. Right. your mother or your loved one uh dating black men and, and maybe no good black men or having failed relationships with black men, how that could also affect you. And and, and I wanna just add these last two points. So the Point number one, it works for the men as well. So when, so for the men who say black woman ain't ish, they probably dated, <clears throat> dated a black woman who ain't ish because, you know, maybe their their older brother or someone, maybe their grandfather, you know, grandfathers they saw their grandfather with their grandmom, and their grandmom treated treated their grandfather like like shit. So mm -hmm. it, it works the same way, right? It works the same way. And lastly, I think we really romanticize. Uh, the the how grandmom and grandpa or even their great grandma and grandpa kind of got together i don't think we've ever in the history of america been here we ever got along like that because when we look at interviews like uh uh baldwin with uh giovanni or uh, uh what is this uh james earl jones right when they're mm -hmm. doing those interviews back in the 60s and 70s right they were they were saying literally the things we're saying right now how we don't get along nikki giovanni was talking to baldwin and, and mm -hmm. talking about I how saw that interview. 
right? And then also James James Earl Jones, same thing, right? Because they asked, why is he with a white woman? Yeah, and they we were probably at, with each other out of Maya necessity. Angelou, right, Maya Angelou, Cicely Tyson, right? They're, they're supposed to be pro-black, but they're dating white men, right? So it's the same. So I think mm -hmm. we, we really kind of over-romanticize the past because I think we've never really got along. And I think moving forward, we kind of have to be honest about that if we want change. I think you're being, yeah, yo. Um, I think <laughs> you that's disagree. Yeah, I do. Um, fifty percent of marriages dissolve. Fifty percent. Um, eighty percent of women, of course, file for divorce, but fifty percent of marriages work. And so somebody had to like somebody, um, for it to work or for them to still be working. If you said that all marriages ended, then I, you know, I would say, yeah, nobody likes each other. But the fact that we do have 50% of people married, period, somebody likes each other. Um, but you, you got to kind of examine the details of that because you had the silent divorces. You had grandfather having different, a whole nother family outside, right? You, I do think that there's some credit. I will give some credence right. to what he's saying, because even if you think about the fact that back then when we're because he brought up the point of like your great grandparents and stuff back then, like women, even if they worked outside the home, they didn't like my great grandmother. Um, she didn't work outside the home at all. My great grandfather owned multiple businesses. He had a side family, but if she left, I don't know where she would have been able to go because she never worked outside of the house ever in her life. He had always taken care of her. Because the, the, the question I would pose to the panel, maybe this is a discussion for another day. As soon as we were allowed to leave, we left almost yeah. immediately. So, so we kind of need to examine that if we were so tight knit, as soon as Jim Crow was over and we were allowed to integrate and be in, in more in uh, more ingratiated in the in the larger space, we bounced. So the question is, why if everything were were um, functional? Because I don't like. There's no utopia. There's nothing 100 percent perfect. But if things were okay, good to okay, then why just that immediate split? If things were just BGS good made to a okay. similar point on our last stream that black men and women were put together to breed, and that you know thereafter they got together out of necessity, and it wasn't really right. a you know necessarily that black men and black women like each other or have this unyielding, undying loyalty to one another, just love each other so much. It was out of necessity. It was you know you married because you you know of course um wanted to procreate and um you know it wasn't necessarily that they like each other yeah you didn't really propose, have a choice I would, I would propose if we're honest about that i would say we would probably get better relationships moving forward because when we look at most marriages in america or uh six what is it like 60 to 70 percent fell in seven years, marriages now because the baby boomers are propping up that fifty percent, right? But if we, if you look up the statistics, mm, how long point. does a, how long does uh, how long does marriage last? The the average marriage does not last seven years if we're looking at in the modern time. So wow. I think that if we, if we really want better relationships, I think we kind of have to come to an honest baseline and then work from there. And I'll close with that. Okay. Shout out to the RX0. He says, greetings to the panel. To add to Eugene's point, P 
people have to keep in mind, some of us were raised in white neighborhoods, so we gravitate towards white as opposed to our own. It's nothing personal. Concrete, I think he was talking to you. I was raised in a white neighborhood and I gravitate towards the opposite. I'm running away. Like Don't nothing. Don't set but her people. off. You know how oh she do. Oh my gosh. Listen. You know how she do. Don't set her off. You know what? I'm sure that's true for some, but literally it was the opposite. It was like, uh, yeah, it ain't, that's not um, for me, but that that's a good point. Okay. Uh, well, let's get Lucas up in here. Hey, Lucas. Lucas. Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you doing, ladies? Sorry about that. How's everybody else? How are you? Doing very well. Um, power. I've heard you all discuss um, abuse, um, relationship or proximity to whiteness, but one thing I've observed is power. The mm -hmm. what I've noticed in Europe, Latin America, many of these women are wanting to use beauty in order to gain higher status next to white men. And what they believe the ultimate solution, I think this is really the argument, they have a different solution for how black America or black people move ahead, and in particular for black women. It's not depending or building a black community, it's building and having closer relationships to white men who have greater power, which means that life would get better for black women if they get rid of black men. I believe that is the underlining or underpinning for why they direct criminology, um, a lot of stereotypes of black men that's basically been the same stereotypes they've been using for a hundred years since after the civil war about rape and, and criminal activity. Um, but they don't necessarily ever use any of the disproportionate harm that the dominant, particularly white male population does to black people and including black women. Um, the impact of limiting their right to vote, workplace discrimination, um, their ability to limit your ability to buy a home, your limit your ability to live in certain zip codes or areas. Mm. Um, it far more impacts a greater number of black people than what anything that African-American men or black men may have done. So I believe that the extreme elements That's of true. this divestment movement, their real aim is a counter argument or a different solution, they believe, than rebuilding the black community. So I think um, Sister, jo well, no, Concrete Rose has talked about how black people need to get their stuff together and you know do some things. Their argument is not that. They're actually against Concrete Rose's notion of that and that they believe the way you build is, hey, go ahead and get with the men that already have it and you'll see mm -hmm. this behavior as, um, and it's been different for us because black men actually have done a lot in this country. Black women and, and women in general in this country would not have the same freedoms and rights they have if not for the sacrifices that black men have helped I do agree. with creating the 1964 Civil Rights Act. And they... Uh-oh, uh Lucas, you cut out. But I wanted to say something regarding what he was saying because he's making some solid points. You know yeah. that Black women are hypergamous too. Black women have always wanted the quote-unquote good life and they feel like you know, they've seen black women struggle alongside of black men, but why not level up? Why not marry someone who is already uh, successful? Why not, um, as opposed to building with someone in hopes that they would attain success at some point? I do think a lot of black women do feel like that. And that is part of the reason that um, they desire to be with uh, white white men. No, and, and I, um, oh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, and I would argue what you're seeing, you're seeing it in, in, in marketing. 
you know, I don't think that this is, this is mm -hmm. about, it's not just them that talks about this. I think that Democrats, um, they want to get rid of the black population as well. Um, they've been trying, they have been unsuccessfully um, dealing with our issues since after civil rights. They were supposed to basically help us in addition to maintaining our civil rights, Democrats were supposed to help us better integrate in society, help us basically mm -hmm. catch and close that wealth gap uh, and help us be basically, we should be at this point based on Democrats helping to create legislation for us. Uh, we should be at or near where our white counterpart, generation counterparts are, but we're nowhere near it. We're actually going in reverse because they haven't created any policies. And what Democrats, I believe, they're looking at in the society is that, okay, we need to basically start focusing on Latinos. You see Latinos and all these other ethnic minorities that are coming in, they want more focus on them. And they believe that black people are taking up too much space. So you see these downward pressures to basically politically, and that's power, push black people down. And you have a segment of black women that kind of see this, and that's at the top echelons. You'll see this at the very top echelons. I'm talking about the Condoleezza Rice's, um, you know, the way they see the world is not necessarily a black community. That's why she never went back to Alabama to help it. Mm -hmm. um, and you're seeing the society and the marketing reflect that. They're gearing yes, towards what they I've seen in the United Kingdom and what I see in, I've seen in Latin America, where all the material always posts a, 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 a black woman with a white man. And black men mm -hmm. are sometimes shown, but usually not. And what it's meant to do is basically you create a new dichotomy in terms of a relationship. So you see black women going their own way, black men doing something, but it basically hides the marginalization in a lot of ways. Um, you know what I've seen that I like have noticed that I just thought about when you were talking is that I think that black women have longed for the white woman's life. I think that black women have always looked at white women and felt like they have it made. You see white women being able to shop in the middle of the day. You see white women being able to, um, you know, hire help. You see white women be able to have luxury items and, you know, not putting it on. Well, you don't believe that they're putting it on layaway. Um, I do think that some of that is their desire to have that lifestyle for themselves. And I think this dates back to, you know, slavery, feeling like the white woman has it made and you're busting your butt just to keep your head above water. I just well, want to speak to that real quick. Hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Um, I would agree with that up until a certain extent in that what they advocate for is literally the incarceration, elimination and removal of black men from, you know, that's where they're aimed. Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. So, it, you know, what they're really aiming at is that they honestly believe basically what happened in Argentina to the black population in Argentina, Argentina, what has happened to the black population in Brazil, what's happened to the black population in Cuba and Dominican Republic, where they have been marginalized such that basically you don't even see black people represented and they're almost majority black. Very true. They are at the bottom of every single statistic and for the United States of America, basically to get rid of their black population. They're learning from the United Kingdom where the United Kingdom and all of its marketing, even though they have a small black population, they marginalize them in that instead of allowing them to have a center role in the society or the culture, they basically always have to pair them with someone white. So they always maintain the focus on the white culture. The United States is trying to do the reverse of that where African-Americans are the are basically the heart of the culture. So what you need to do is disassemble that by basically bringing the refocus back to a white dominant population, because not only are they going to be slightly smaller, it might be more competitive uh, in the future. And you don't want a black cultural element shaking it up because the cultural element of African-Americans is to basically fight against um, this, you know, um, um, mis um, well, a problem with justice or equality. That's not the same for these other cultures. 
that's not their MO, that's not their modus operandi. They don't fight for stuff like that. They blend in. And what this ultimate group is trying to do is basically they're, I guess, against, they're against why they talk about hoteps and why they use criminology is because they specifically believe that if you get rid of black men, all the problems go away and white men will accept them, have them embrace them with open arms. They will be fully protected and will have all the joy. But the problem is they never discuss what black men have done to help get the society and this, um, the standards that they get to live and enjoy today because of the sacrifice of black men. Mm -hmm. And they also um, don't um, argue for, it's more important, I would argue, where it's a disservice to try to get rid of black men when they've done all that. But also, if you get a black community, a smaller portion of black community to build itself up, it's mm -hmm. actually gonna be better for you with interracial relationships because if you're higher class standing and you're better doing, now you do actually have the option or have an opportunity, better opportunity for there to be the society where there is true egalitarianism that people can choose who they I want. don't know about what that because but we see inter people dating interracial uh, engaging in these interracial um relationships all the time and they haven't elevated the black race they have i mean per like they may individually elevate you and you change your life but they're not um benefiting the black community oh no i'm not arguing that i don't believe that at all uh, interracial dating does not do anything for black people. So what was your comment about if we had oh. black people build a black community? I'm sorry. Oh, yes. What I'm saying is that it is okay. If you, the, the way, the better way would be is that you actually build up the black, you build up the black economy. You build up a black communities, solid black communities where you have black love. They should actually be the biggest promoters of black love. Why? It produces a bigger black population. It produces a healthier black population, a healthier, higher okay. class or standing of living black population would actually make it and, and the rest of the society actually gets rid of you know their distaste for black american status mm. or status it basically mm. would make it easier for anyone to just have that true america or the belief that they they want to live towards america where everyone just you know is universal everything is interchangeable the economy is interchangeable that's not the way it is it's very segregated and if you really want to get to that unsegregated economy and that universal life principles don't do it on the backs of killing black men. You actually need to do it by building up the black population. And then with more options and people more naturally around each other, then if then if it, the offshoot of that, there are more interracial couples or whatever, then that's fine. That's just natural. But to kill a black population in order to do it, I don't think it really achieves an agenda. I think it, it's the same thing what happens to the black population in Argentina and they died off. Thank you, Lucas. You have some very solid points. I'm going to read the super chat real quick, and then I'm going to let Black Wizard chime in real quick. And then I was at We Ain't Signing was also trying to um, jump in for just briefly, and then we'll move on to Hoodservative. So we got a, a super chat from Casual Observer who says Black women envy white women while being single mothers to bums. Uh, thank you, Casual Observer, for the support. And also shout out to Kit Clouds for the um, cash app. Um, we appreciate you, bro. Uh, okay, Black Wizard, what were you trying to chime in to add to the conversation? Yeah, um, just a lot of the stuff that's been said here with the conversation with Lucas and all that stuff um, between you and Lucas. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, just to add to that, because um, um, one thing I guess we know about in the Red Pill spaces, or at least when, when it started, when Red Pill Spaces first started out, in the, in, at least on YouTube, is that mm -hmm. um, in order to, I guess, break it off with a guy in a relationship, what was coming out, the information coming out was like a lot of women tend to demonize the guy in order to, uh, you know, separate themselves from, from them, right? And I say that to add this perspective too, because 
we know in Dr. T- Dr. Tommy Curry's book, The Man Not, he talks about the demonization of um, the black male uh, archetype in the in the United States and how it's kind of used as a uh, as a kind of like white man is the man is is a man black man is the example of what not to be as far as a man is concerned and when you go into these divestment spaces that's as kind of that's kind of the image that you see that's kind of the the things that they're talking about they t- they say things like you know dust these dudes are dusties uh, they're not good for anything um they're bums talking about sexual deviancy all the all this type of stuff to you know i guess ridicule or slander and then use that as kind of a catapult to you know shoot themselves out into it's like go where you want it all that kind of stuff and like you were saying concrete rose like there's a black women are still women and reality is a lot more harsh than i think a lot of people give it credit for i think as a woman i'm not a woman but uh, <laughs> as a woman in in a position where you've been traumatized and things like this it's like it's like would you rather be with the guy that is a noble warrior fighting on your behalf and losing or on the side of the guy who's winning you know and, and it's kind of and i think a lot of what we're seeing in these divestment spaces is that they see the i guess winning side winning and then they're like well we need to be over there yeah. So they're, mm. they're kind of they're kind of creating a schism between, you know, why. So so what, you know, you fought for rights some time ago, you know, so what black men have died in wars or, you know, was on the front lines of civil rights. So what all this stuff's not happening right now. So so right now I'm destitute and I want to get out of this position that I'm in. And the man that I see that can take me there is this guy, you see, or the white guy or whoever, whoever who's not black. So, so, so I think I think that's kind of how it's showing well, up. Well, well, I actually ask you a question, uh, Black Wizard. What society do you know where Black women have done that in droves, and they've successfully created a hybrid or mixed race society that Black women are uplifted? Mm. I think I think your question. Um, no, it's a simple frames, question. It's a simple question. I know it's a simple question. I think your question okay. <laughs> frames things in a way that is not taking into account how they're pre- actually perceiving it because how they're actually okay. perceiving in, in it the country is... of Brazil, in the country of brazil where they have the highest rate of um of um interracial dating uh, black women at the very bottom they're basically they have a saying there uh white women are for marriage mixed race women or mulattas are for fucking and black women are for mu are, are for work wow you know you women see, aren't thinking see. about it logically like that though what? women aren't thinking what? about like we we're not applying that type of logic to you oh, know I get it. exactly no, 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 I get that's it. exactly I, the I'm point asking, i was about to make I understand. that's exactly what i, I was think it's say. highly individual but I, what i'm pointing at is that if the ultimate solution that they believe is that they're going to have a happy society based on them having interracial partnerships with white men i am asking what society has successfully done that because there have been several societies that have done it and it hasn't come out that way and they're basically mirroring the same projection and pro um uh, pathways in which they're going. Marginalize more of the black men, uh, increase more interracial presence and marketing with black women. But if you look at what black women are doing in the economy, basically they're projecting basically the future largest job um, that black women are going to be doing is basically working in, um, in working in home care, basically taking care of old white people, Gen X and mm-hmm. uh, baby boomers. That's no different than what my great grandma, my grandmother was, was as a maid having to take care of white families. Mm-hmm. She, that was, that was the, what they had to do. 
So I, now yep. I, I would say that the only solution out of this is that black men and black women that care are going to have to rebuild the black belt in some of those communities where they can at least build stable black communities and stable black families because there's the, the integration dream that we built for, white people were able to skirt around it. They were able to keep the economy away from us. So that's the only solution besides what they're saying because what they're arguing, what you can do it individually or not, that's the ultimate aim. And the ultimate aim is that they have a society where they are basically put in a white woman's spot. Well, and uh, I'll just say this okay, before right, you let. Then um, I'm gonna get we ain't signing in real quick because I gotta move on the hood conservative after that. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I'm more on the lines of your point, Concrete Rose. I don't think that uh, that I think to say what needs to be done or what you think needs to be done is kind of to uh, and to say what where does history bear out these decision making choices? I would say you, maybe you're right, but that what. What when what a lot of these people are going through, that's not the point. The point is right now, I'm jacked up and I want to get out of my situation right now. And if you if media gratification. I've been on this, yeah, and, and I've been on this channel for a lot for a while. And one of the things that I keep saying is the black uh, community is on its way to destruction. So it's not like you're getting an argument from me there. I'm just saying that. Like this is the way that it's actually perceived in reality is that they like they they want to like people want to be on the team they feel are winning and mm -hmm. that that's that's the way that it's showing up. Mm -hmm. uh, I agree. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Black Wizard. You know what it made me think of an analogy like LeBron James kind of team hopping <laughs> to, so that he can get with like the winning team again. <laughs> That's what black women are on. So, um, yeah, but we ain't signing if you can give us your commentary really quickly and then yeah. I got yep. the circle in here. Yep, I'm always I'm always to the point. So point number one, I think we're making a phantom talking point. Number two. America is an aging population. People are not having babies anyway. If you look at all races, all races, everyone is reproducing below the average replacement rate. Black people are below 2.1. White people are below 2.1. Second, uh, African-American women so far have not been successful in being absorbed by the mainstream uh, men, right? Black women have a hard time divesting out when we look at the numbers. Also, people are not getting married in general, and millennials and Gen Zs are are dating less, not having are having sex less, and are living with their parents. So to say that interracial dating is going to be the destruction of the race, when we look at America broadly, they're not having sex, they're not marrying, and they're not having children. Right? It's it's a phantom talking point. Black women can date out if they want to. It's fine. It's not going to be the destruction of the race. Black men can date out if they want to. It's not going to be a destruction of the race. The destruction of the race is how we're treating each other. And I'll close with that. And I agree, actually. Thank um, you. Good point. Uh, I agree. We ain't signing. Um, okay, Hood Servative. I know you come in with some heat really quick. Let me read the super chat. Casual Observer also says, choose losers, raise losers, fantasize trade. <laughs> Thank you, Casual Observer, for the support. Um, Hood Servative, what you got? Hey, welcome. I mean, thanks for having me on the panel. Shout out to everybody up there. Um, thanks. For Wait, no, I'm going to hold my thanks because I know you comes with the mess. Oh, that part. Oh, that that was so awful! I can't believe it. Girl, you know I'm messing with you. Concrete, do not get triggered. Listen, if if I wasn't used, if I wasn't used to black women, my feelings would be hurt. Oh, oh wow! Oh. 
see. But um, but here's the thing, though. First off, there's two sides to this. I think one side is being left out. You know, as much as there's that um trope that the black men who swirl tend to get the trash of black uh, of white America. You know, fat Becky and all that. Um, have you taken a good look at the majority of the white men that date the swirlers? They're, they're not. Um, I mean, they're not yeah. sending their best. No, 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 Sister Jones, they are not sending their best. Some of, some of them look real. I'll be kind of disappointed. Yeah, I saw some hood conservative. I was real disappointed. And, and so th- there is that because what I think is happening here. <sighs> As much as a black woman may want to swirl and and present herself as an option to white men, she's still a black woman. She still has that wiring and that programming. So the kinds of white men that you're going to wind up with are basically the bitch ass niggas of white America. What? I hope girls are happy. The bitch ass niggas of white America. Yes. You know what, though? We've heard men in this space say that the black women who go over there, then they're submissive and this, that, and the other, and they're not. I see so many black women dating white men, and they got them putting their weaves on, helping them take their braids out of their head, and like they're literally bitching them. Like, you see they're them dating, doing it on a regular basis. They're getting the kind of supplicant qualities that, that are, are actually harder to find in black men. Because, you know, we, we have a contentious relationship. We, I mean, e- even though black men tend to be known as simps, I think what, what black women who no, swirl are looking for are, are something even more simpish. I can't. I can't. Um, so, because they were known as simps uh, by other races of women, too. Um, these people will say that y'all are the nicest men ever. So... Well, well, black men have that weird reputation against us uh, amongst black women, though. Uh, of, of everyone else, we're nice, but to black women, we're horrible. So that's it's true. it's a weird kind of double-edged thing. But th- that's just yeah. one side of it. Like as far as like from what I could see with my own eyes, like y'all getting the, they, you're getting like the white men who aren't proud to be white people. <laughs> that's who you're really dating. So you got a pro-black black woman dating a white man who hates his own whiteness, like the. Good luck. Good okay, luck but that. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I'm going to call bullshit on it um, because you don't have these same arguments for men who date outside of their race. Um, men who date outside of their race, uh, do they want to be white too when they date a Becky? Or when they date um, a husband? No, does boy? Becky not want to be I white? Would be the question. Yes, yeah, right. that's true. They don't that. be a black woman. That's why they get they they black women. Yeah. No, 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 no. I think it's actually different for, for the men who are dating white black men who date white women. And, and it's about the attitude and the socialization of white women. Yeah, they're not being black women. They're being everything the opposite of black women. So I, I don't know if it's quite the same there. Mm, I call BS too. Like, 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 like think about it. It's is not. a black man who's dating a white woman trying to get his white girl to act black? Is that that's the last no, thing you want your white girl to, to but do? But you also didn't imply that black women are trying to get the white men to act black. But y'all like to date those chicks like the big girl off of TikTok who was doing that. I heard you was looking for me. Like those, that's like the replica of the type of yeah. white chicks that black men go after. Yes. The majority of black men who date out are dating Latinas, actually, not even white. So I don't even know what they we're talking about. They be ghetto and ratchet, too. What's the difference? That's spicy but, Latina. But, but, but we, we date Latinas more, actually. So And, and they're fit. Uh, there, there was another her. side of this I wanted to point Latina. out, though. Don't do that. Exactly. Don't do that. Because yeah. um, we didn't see well, you. Don't do that. 
Don't do that. Listen, they're fat Marias too. People like listen. Yeah, if you date all fat the time. Girls, you date so many girls, tacos. Come on now. We That's know. the thing. Dudes who like fat girls are the dudes who like fat girls. It goes across the color right. spectrum. So I don't necessarily right. buy that argument on its total. But um, there's something else that's uh, like under the surface, a little more significant here. And it's that black women have always had this contentious relationship with black male authority. I mean, whether you want to push it back to the plantation, it, uh, that's fine, I suppose. But I, I would point out um, even as far back as a woman like Sojourner Truth, you know, there's this quote that I have and I use it on my show sometimes. And it basically says back when when uh, black men were getting the right to vote and, and black women still hadn't got it yet. Black Sir the Journal of Truth says for the black man to get the right to vote, it would basically give him the status of a white man. And then the, the black man w- would treat the black woman as the same way the white man treated the black woman. And so we can't let that happen. And the, the, kind of, the thing that the thing that you have to acknowledge with that is. Black women have sort of been against black men for a long time. I think even back during those days where we had strong marriages, it probably was, you know, the iron fist that kept the black woman in check. And and once that sort of once the social levers for that got removed, like it's it it makes perfect sense that we are where we are now. You never really wanted to be with us. Facts. I disagree with that. Um, shout out to Micro Metro for the super sticker. Thank you so, so much for that. And shout out to Lamal Montrell. He says, YouTube status one, the plan. Statuesque one, the plan. Yeah, that too. So do you think that- We got um, one more. We got one more. Oh, sorry. If I can find it. Shout out to Justin Winfrey. He says, according to your statistics, there are 2 million more black women than black men. So if black women want to diversion big numbers, it won't affect black men. But when the upper black, when the black upper class crosses over, mm. it affects black women. Mm. Okay, that's that's a good point. Because there are a lot less um, black men than there are black women. Um, next, uh, let's get Toya up in here. Because I think this is Toya's first time on our panel. I think she came up before. Didn't you, Toya? Yes, once before. Okay. Yes. One, once before. Okay. Hey, Toya. Hi, Welcome. Welcome. How's Thank it going? You. Pretty good. Thanks for asking. I hope you guys are well, too. Absolutely. You are. What um, are your thoughts? So I, I've I've actually been taking down a few notes as we were talking, and boy oh boy, we ain't signing always brings the the heat, man. It was so much that he said that resonated with me that I could go on and on about, but I'll just go with what I wrote down in notes. Um, like he said earlier, it's learned behavior. Um, the reason why she hates black men, in my opinion, is that she's seen that behavior before. She's seen that um, download because before you get to be mistreated by a man as a woman, you learn from a previous example. So if you're not already familiar with the behavior of hatred towards a black man, it's not as easy for you to be downloaded with it. Um, and, And, you know, we have a lot of loose speak that we engage in as black women, and we have to be more mindful of not only who we're saying things around, but how those words resonate. Uh, It's why I'm very intentional these days in my life to love black men on purpose 
And a lot of the material you'll find on my pages to that end, but that's not what this is about. Um, if we want better relationships, we must get real with ourselves about how we see each other and challenge the pervasive narratives that predate us. There are things that we inherit once we get here that are already stacked against us. And we don't do any better by being an echo chamber of hatred towards those that look like ourselves. Um, but again, if we, if we want to get to those better relationships, we have to get realer with ourselves. Um, earlier, Concrete Rose said Black women have longed for white women's life, the desire to have that lifestyle. I would agree, and I would even go further to say that it has been conflated with a need to compete with and utter, ultimately and utterly best Black men. So, I mean, we could start there and whittle our way down. Okay, really, really good points. When you say white women's life, you realize you're only talking about the one percenters. You're not talking about Trailer Park Becky. But the thing is, conservative, I saw you say something similar in the comments. I, I think that we know that white women work like that. That's not you know, we understand that. But it doesn't seem that white women have the struggle that black women have. Uh, you know, we see, no, you know, white women. Yourselves. I, I'm You're saying what it looks so. like. That's what of I'm trying course, to point out. Yes, I, I know that. What it looks like. And a lot of times, oftentimes, you know, white women are living off of credit and we don't realize that. We don't know what's going on in their everyday day to day lives. But from the outside looking in, it just looks like they have it easier. Yeah. Yeah. And if you even go back to um, E. Franklin Frazier's book, uh, The Negro Family. Um, he was talking about this kind of stuff back then. Uh, so he was talking about how uh, black women and black men have kind of a contentious relationship. And, and his book was written in the 30s. So, so it's like, so it's like, you know, they, he was talking about how there's contentious relationships, the walk away divorces, the this, you know, all the stuff that we're talking about now. And then BGS kind of extrapolated from that the um, antebellum, I guess, the antebellum style. Uh, and the archetype of the uh, Southern Belle or, or the, the antebellum woman, uh, the, the mistress of the house, the Miss Anne, I think he called it, calls it. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and he's talking about exactly what you're what you guys are talking about, where there's kind of this archetype into I think that was conservative who was speaking to conservatives point. Um, that was the one percent of the time. Like we're looking at if we if we. If we equate that to now, those are like the Facebooks and the Googles of then of that time. But, you know, this is what you if this is what you see and this is like, wow, like this is the life that, you know, this is the life that white women have. I think that kind of thing has been brought over to uh, to yeah, even modern times where you hear women talking about um, mm -hmm. uh, white women are the standard and uh, the, mm -hmm. the, the, all the all the talk that revolves around that. Good point. Someone said this isn't about race, it's about privilege. Now that part too. And that's something that black women, no matter who you marry, you'll never inherit that. Like not in this nation, not in the current status in the way that it is like that privilege is not something that you will get to benefit from just because of your proximity to whiteness by having a white partner. That's what it is, well, that privilege. I, I kind of dis disagree with that. Money brings you privilege. Money absolutely brings you privilege. Money yes. won't bring and you white privilege. Money is the foundation of privilege. Right. Well, there's, there's, there, there, well, I'm not saying white privilege, but money brings you privilege. 
For example, it may bring you wealthy, a type of privilege. I don't disagree with that. But I don't think that most black wealthy, women who are dating out and promoting a swirling lifestyle are are leveling up to the degree in which they're going to automatically inherit privilege privilege because uh, of who they partner with. If a, if a white if a black woman is with a white man who who is wealthy, she's going to have more privilege than your middle class white woman outside of like cops. Outside of college. Yeah, in some respects, if they know who she is, but just walking down the street, you won't. Just just right. being, just existing, you don't. Someone has to know that you have um, but, resources. But, but that's not privilege. How, how, how what do you, oh my God, what did street? you just say? You walking think a random white girl walking down the street just glows? What the fuck is that? Right, right, right. Yes, right. I believe that white privilege exists, if that's what you're asking. Absolutely. Well, I, I'm not saying in that. You have now you're trying to, who the tries to minimize. Yeah, trying to minimize yeah. what I'm saying. Girl, uh, race don't matter. Um, of course. All yeah. lives matter. You, you know who no, 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 no. I am definitely not saying that, but I'm saying, yes, you well, are. okay, let, let, me, let me say this. The idea of how you're treating that walking down the street that's not my idea of privilege. My idea of privilege is your network, people you have connections to, opportunity to increase your wealth, opportunities to be in different circles. That is wealth. I mean, uh, that is privilege. Okay. Sorry. That is privilege. A group okay, of people yeah. who have yeah. very poor family networks are not going to be privileged. I'm sorry. It's that's like, not like how this game is played. For example, let me read this. Let me read this super chat. Go ahead, Wayne Sign and make it quick, and I'm gonna read right. the super chat, and then so, I want because I don't know if Toya was even done with her point. Go ahead. So, for example, if you're a Yale graduate and then you part of the Yale alumni network, that is privilege. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, thank you. I agree. Uh, Jack Spade says, "Look at C Rose flashing her pronunciation cop badge. Get him, Christy Love. I was not yeah, at all. Um, yeah, she's listen. always doing yeah. it. It's pronounced yeah. like this." No, don't even do that because I, I definitely don't do that. And I don't take that stance with you. Like, I'm not trying to correct Whatever, you. You girl. were trying to get the word girl. and I was saying it as you were trying to pronounce sure, it. So it certainly wasn't you a me trying you, to uh, want up you you thing. You. I would want you to do the same thing for me if I was mispronouncing something. If you know something that I don't, educate me. Um, Andy says every complaint I've heard of any black woman having on a black man has been dishonest and pro projection. I think he means um, even the long lie of many or most black men supposedly uh, being a G.A.Y. But stats show black women have a much bigger number in that group. Uh, thank you, Andy. Um, yeah, that's all I can say. Thank you. Appreciate you. Look at um, Trey. Look at Trey. Look at Trey. Bless, bless the, the ground. ground white woman walk. Yeah, we all we already know Trey. <sighs> here y'all go. Um, no, uh, Trey, you don't have to come up here and uh, no, go ahead, stay where you at. Um, but Toya, we kind of took took off on on uh, part of one of the points that you were highlighting. Um, did you have more to add? Um, just just that with reference to divesting or whatever um having gone to a pwi i have quite a few girlfriends that went that route and um you know as much as you as much as i agree with everything you were saying concrete as far as black women aspiring to have white women lives um mm -hmm. and we know that when you mention that you're not talking about trailer park trash yeah. um a lot of the black women who divest 
soon find out that the grass is not half as green as it was mm. before. Mm. And um, in their quiet moments, they can admit that, but they would probably never do so as publicly because, you know, I I've seen it firsthand in terms of how they get treated by the family, but also from the male perspective, a lot of times these white men whom I have befriended and been on the end of the conversations with don't ever take them seriously as viable partners. Mm -hmm. So even if you wow. want to go down that road, um, it still leads back to a hatred for one's self mm. prior to that it even part. getting to the part of hating black men. So I'll stop there, but thank you for coming back to me. Good points, Toya. I agree with that. Good you point. know what's interesting? I was talking about the group that I was in that had the posted, made the post about uh, women if they feel some type of way when they see certain comments online about white people and they have white partners. Um, two women were honest on that post because a woman called them out and was like, now all y'all don't just have the most down to earth white partner. And two women said, one said, um, my partner is down to earth and can't stand white people, but was talking about the racism she's endured from his family. Another wait, wait, said- Wait, 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 wait. Did you catch that? My partner is that my white partner is down to earth and can't stand white people. What did I just yeah, she tell said you that. about who's dating a lot of black people, women? Yeah, a white lot of the women on that post people. said that. You yes, said a, a lot of the women on that post agree said their partner don't like what know that they know that white people be on mess or don't like white people. But the other person commented and said, "I've dated white men that have tried me, and I had to check them really hard." So I do think that some of them do realize that the grass is not as green as they had imagined, but I do think that less women are going to be open about that. But both of these women still partnered with a, a, a sub subsequently partnered with a white man. They didn't rule out all white men, you know? Translation, um, the white men that don't take your black woman bullshit are, are racist. Whatever, oh God. Uh, David. I'm not. I'm not playing with you. Wow. <laughs> but I'm not feeding into his mess today. I'm but, proud uh, of you, because honey, no, I'm ready to go off. Um, everybody, hit the like button, please, and thank you. Hit the like button. Mm -hmm. Um, have we heard about Serena? Y'all will talk about marriages uh dying or failing or people mm -hmm. getting divorced. And then as soon as a black woman gets divorced from a white man, y'all can't wait to get y'all ass over here. Oh, look at Serena. The white man didn't left her. She I didn't hear nothing her. like that. They uh, divorced? Well, not yet. Um, it's looking like it's headed that way, but mm. you know. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Andy. He says, didn't even Gab Union just admit she was addicted to black men that were F boys? Gab has slept with many rich white <laughs> men in Hollywood to get her to get to her position. <laughs> And she still chose to chase a certain type you of You know, life. Andy got wait an inside track. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Now, how are you saying that Gab chose to uh deal with F boy? Andy got an inside track. You know he know everything. Listen, Listen baby. if you think Dwayne Wade is a pookie, honey, we are in the wrong hood. So I think she's saying that he's saying that uh, she said prior to him that she was addicted to. Don't boys. matter. Uh, you child, y'all let Jeannie Ma do it, and y'all ain't have nothing to goddamn. You no know way. Okay. Yeah, okay. Gabrielle Union hates black men. Gabrielle Union absolutely hates black men. Why does she Why hate she black men if she want? If she married to one. Well, I, I, this, look what she's doing to one. 
Exactly. No, is she this... doing this to a grown ass man? Exactly. We're talking about that little boy who's a girl now. Hey, okay, if listen, this is weak. She's okay. So, are y'all saying that Dwayne Wade hates black men too? No, I okay, he's just a beta. He's just a set. He doesn't wait, know wait, no wait, better. Wait, you can't wait, help it. Wait a minute. So now y'all want to take accountability out of this black man who should be okay, you know in his household. No, no, Dwayne, got Dwayne it. Wade got hates it. black men. Yes, he does. Got yes, it. he does. Fuck it. Yes, he does. Yeah, he hates black men. You know what? Maybe we could buy that too. Yes, yeah, since hate black men, black black male simp probably have to hate black men. It's a part of your simping. Hating black men is a part of your simping. Here, oh here, here is the evidence that Dwayne Wade hates black men. He's willing to let his 11-year-old go through a transgender situation. You have to hate black men if you're going to let your own child do that. So, yes, he You know does what? Okay. Men. Y'all going to have the alphabet soup coming for us. Well, but, I, I, I didn't say... I didn't say, say get Jay I, I, in <laughs> So, so, but the point is, the point is, for her to be flashing the... To be flashing her boobs in public... And, and and talk about all bringing up all these family skeletons to the media shows that one she doesn't respect him and number two <laughs> her contempt for him. No, with, with other with other uh, well-to-do woman of any race is doing that. That, that well, that uh, Kim Kardashian fl- uh, was naked uh, the whole year after her and um, Kanye got together. So Heck. and nobody yeah, had so a problem with that. Is, like, Right. What woman? What woman of any race who would who loves and respects her husband is would do this kind of type of thing? None. Okay. Kanye actually did have like a problem that. with that. They broke up behind yeah, her being yeah, yeah, yeah. He did, he did They broke her up that. and got right back together, child. Let's stop. Yeah, he want her. He wants his wife to not be a thought. Is that so hard? <laughs> like, is he, he such a bad man? She was. I know. I mean, God, I know he's dumb. Don't try to clean that up. But still, that's what he wants. He doesn't want his wife to be a thought. He loves her. All right, we got to get Jay Lion in here. Jay Lion, thank you for your patience. I apologize that it's taken so long to get to you, but what do you have to add to the conversation? Um, No, I think that uh, the whole divestment divestment community is uh, basically, uh, you know, they're delusional. And I think that, like, I saw BGF had, like, a video about this black woman that was a baby became a baby mama and she was saying that like you know um you know basically like you know it's not what you know what they you know think it is and basically how you know um basically the white guy left and she had these kids and you know she was saying to say that um white men don't um you know know uh white men stick around is this not true and i guess the you know, statistics the numbers just don't you know add up because it's not like a whole bunch of white dudes are coming knocking down the doors of uh to get um white women shoes i mean even the white dude don't even um, get along with his own damn woman i mean uh to begin with so you know you know they you know they going to you know asia and asia and stuff like that you know the whole MGTOW thing was there's a, you know, a lot of them are um, white dudes, so I think that you know some of them are in a, a delusion, and I think that you know, and I think some of them that that probably did um, have a bad problem with you know black dudes. They you know maybe they had like a, I don't know, you know, to me it seems from some type of 
family issue or some bad relationship they had, something like that. So I think that, uh, you know, that's what um, I see what's going on with them. And I think that, um, yeah, but the whole thing of like, you know, worshiping, you know, white dudes and think they're going to save stuff that this part of white a whole bunch of, you know, women and stuff like that, you know, worship white Asian women and stuff. And yeah, but that's just my my little two cents. Okay. Thank okay. you, thank you. Definitely appreciate your contribution. Um, yes. Andy coming um, with, with some more mess. Baby. He said, Sis G, wake up. We all know Carrie Washington prefers white men and been with many white men. She only married a black man because white men don't take her ass as serious and her pass around. Desperate for anything white men. Now, how we go from Gabrielle Ewing to Carrie Washington, baby? He baby, knows all the All they try to do <laughs> is get on here and demonize every black woman that they can come across child have you not mm-hmm. noticed listen, these women are married if Andy they is a mar- but listen if they get married and have kids within the marriage well she was a pass around before if she don't get married she's a hoe because she ain't never get yep. married yep. i mean you'll be damned if you do damned if you yep. do and then they clown the man for marrying her she could be a virgin he he has sent for marrying her so girl Baby, listen listen you're kind of missing something here if you play that game too long of uh, if you play that game too long of uh he's not the right guy he's not the right guy i don't want to marry him i don't want to marry him at a certain point you are 35 and you've been passed around oh my god yeah sure um shout out to the pump and dumps um i do have a question and then we're going to start a final thoughts but i want you guys to answer the question within your final thoughts and yeah um so my question is what do you think is the effect of um women who hate black men who have black boys or black children what do you all think would be the long-term effect on that and is there a way to rectify that Um, we'll start with we ain't signing ish. Give me a give me a moment. I, I want to collect my thoughts. Okay. Um, what about hood service? What are your thoughts? Oh well, first of all, what do you, what do you think? That's where that whole hand that rocks the cradle thing comes from, and it's also no surprise that young black men. Of, of whatever generation is just hitting 18 this year, whatever you're going to call them, the Quirennials, they're basically abandoning the pro-black love game. It's it's just, you know, a free-for-all. Whoever wants me and I want them back, that's where we are now. So it makes perfect sense that we've got to this point. We kind of induced a little bit of hatred in, in the sexes. And there's a lot of little things to say about how we got here, but, you know, we are at this point now. And so, yeah. I see the whole pro-black love machine crumbling over the, you know, the coming generations. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, okay, thank yeah. you, conservative. We didn't get too triggered by you today. No, um, not too bad. Child, wait till next week, honey. You know he coming. <laughs> Ooh, I'm almost relieved, but thank you so much for coming through, conservative. Me too. Cool. Thank you. All right. We ain't signing ish. What uh what are your thoughts? Um, so this is also final thoughts as well. Question yeah. and final thoughts. Yes. Okay. So the answer to the question would be um, 
yeah, the, Generation Z, you just get the like just a mass exodus of just you know um, boys just dating out or yeah, no no type of race loyalty whatsoever. Or you'll get you'll get uh, black boys just going to try to prove uh, that they love black women as a as a coping mechanism to try to show that they still love their mother, right? So you'll get one of the two. Uh, as far as my final thoughts, I would say in general, I would say that um, I think black I think sixty percent of black women hate black men in general have some level of wow. contempt. And the degrees to it, how low or how high, may vary. But I would say sixty to seventy percent, and I, I, and that's why, and that's why black men have just, just checked out, right? Because I mean, at the end of the day, like the attitude, it, it's the attitude. It's not, it's, it's really not even the weight. It's not the weight. Primary, pri okay. It's not primarily the weight. It's not primarily uh, the looks or the weave or whatever. Because I mean you know, the standards of the average black man is not that high, but it's the attitude. And I would say 60 to 70% of the contempt, right? It's, it's just that black women and black men never got along, never like that. And I don't think there's any convincing evidence that you can show otherwise. And at the end of the day, you know, the reason why she hated us is because she always hated us. Thank you. And uh, yeah, that's my, my final thoughts. Okay. Well, thank you so much. We ain't signing ish. Always look forward to your commentary. You had some mm -hmm. interesting points today. Very much so. Okay. Um, Mr. Well, I'm gonna read the super chat and then I want to get mm -hmm. Mr. Research up in here. Um, shout out to Andy. He says, All the black women y'all thought were positive or idols are pass arounds, though. Mary J, Maya Angelou, Erica Badu. Lauren Hill, oh my Diana girl. Ross, my <laughs> grandma. It's their nature. <laughs> and who Mother said they were idols? Drew. Who said they were idols though? Like who? Who was idolizing these women? They women just like anybody else. Like we don't come on, stop it, Andy. Girl, <laughs> it's my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew don't do nothing but keep up shit. I can't stand That's him. All he do. <laughs> Andrew, leave black women alone. <laughs> shit. You're going to hell. Research. I, I know, girl. Let, let's get Mr. Research up in here. Mr. Research, what are your thoughts? So, uh, I'm going to try not to be long-winded this time. But, uh, ladies, let me ask you a fair question first. Don't the Italians put their sons before women? Yes. Mm -hmm. And don't the Jews create bar mitzvahs for their sons? Yes. What has the black man done for their sons? Leave them. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm oh. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> so with that said, with that said, here's the problem. Black manosphere created. 50% of these black women on, on YouTube who are against black males. Black Manosphere created that. When many of these women were not relevant, Black Manosphere went out of their way to bring them on shows and collab with them. That was the term back then, 2010, 2011. Then those women, those anti-male speakers got bigger. And then the same guys who helped them have a voice start complaining about them. 
So now when they come on your panel, some of them, now it's like a narcotic drug, like crack cocaine to talk about these chicks. But wait a minute, where was the consistency? You could have been talking about your son. You could have been talking about your nephews like other men do. We have turned it into something else. Now I'm going to be fair to the brothers. I'm going to be fair to the brothers. Women do not have any example of white man success stories here in America. The marriages are not that are, are not at no great high percentage level. It's only 4%. Been 4% since 2008. You ain't going to be able to go on no Pew research, no black that demographic find it never higher. But women have also got crack cocaine and putting down brothers. They don't have no example of success. They they got a couple of dates, a couple of bags, a couple of cars were bought, but everybody got to turn 40. Every got to turn 50. One thing Sister Rose and I mean, uh, Sister George and C. Rose are going to see when they hit 60 and 70, they're going to see an epidemic. And this goes to the brother's point. They're going to see an epidemic of women in depression because the time has passed. You're going to be going to lesbians or you're going to be going to young penis. There's, no, there's not going to be nothing left. And I'm not saying that to hate on women. I'm saying the women who are spewing this rhetoric are spewing this rhetoric for profit so they can pay their rent. And they willing to say anything to a black woman. Didn't one of the black women go have, have the FBI come and get her? for fraud and people, which goes against every video she ever made. And I land my plane on this. Sister George, you asked a question, it deserves an answer. Many of these women, we as men need to pass a law to where if your son, your violent son, even at 24 and 26 is out doing crime, we need to be able to sue whoever is the custodial parent, male or female. Once we have the ability to financially sue the custodial parent, a lot of these things will change because you ain't going to be able to say he grown, she grown. We're going to be like the judge awarded you to give tutelage to this child and it didn't pan out. This child is on their on third crime. We're going to charge you, Sister George, 10 G's for what your child did. And if that don't happen, we're going to civilly sue you. That's what needs to happen. We need to get it to where these parents are responsible for the outcomes of what their children are doing. So yes, Sister George, that is my three-level answer. Hopefully I wasn't too long-winded this time. No, you weren't at all. And we appreciate you coming through. Um, holding them accountable for longer periods of time i actually do think that would be a really really uh valuable so solution I, I think that is so um yeah um shout out to michael mitroke for the super sticker thank you so so much um and shout out to mr research for coming through if you guys Absolutely. aren't subscribed to mr research go over <laughs> here and subscribe good stuff uh -huh. Um, next, we'll have Jay Lyon. What are your final thoughts? Well, I think it comes down to uh, having accountability. And, you know, yeah, I think there's need to be you know, whole accountability. And I think that 
some of these world of people, you know, I noticed that like the first thing they do is go for uh, the, you know, the pasty Anglo-Saxon. You know, they don't go for Hispanic uh, or this or any other type of uh, or black men uh, uh, of other cultures. So I think that you know, some of them just have a dis- disdain for uh, black men. So and I think that uh. Yeah, and I think that a lot of women um, speak up, you know, um, against some of the stuff that they're seeing, you know. And I think that, uh, yeah, I think that's what I have to say. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming through. Um, thought you had some really good points, too. I think this was your first time on our panel to where you've gotten to speak, huh? Yeah, I think so. I mean, no, I think I've been on here before, but it's been a while. Yeah. yeah, I remember him coming up before, too. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming through, and hopefully you'll stay joining us. All right. Have a blessed day. You too. You too. Miss Toya. Okay, it's the ladies now. All the guys Girl, you know. Don't have, ass. have it, Toya. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let me just start by also echoing your sentiment and um, agreeing with what Mr. Research said. His his proposal sounds good to me, and I'm sure it sounds good to you ladies as well, because we don't have issues with accountability. Right. So the women who do have um, that lack of accountability will probably be more triggered by what he had to say. Um, I think we've already started to see some of the long term effects which to me the most blaring one is the fact that young black boys um are illiterate you know have have lower literacy than any other group um to me that's one of the most blaring long-term effects that we already see but to me will just continue to get worse um i think we'll also see an abandonment of the allegiance to the culture Black women's self-destruction. Um, the next generation will probably be indistinguishable as gender roles dissolve, and so will race eventually. I know that that's radical to say, but um, just as I got to see my great granny turn 93 years of age and see and witness so many things that she never thought she would, I can only imagine what we'll see in our lifetimes. Mm. Great stuff. Um, I really enjoyed your perspective on this topic, Toya. Um, I appreciate you joining us. I um, definitely agreed with everything that you laid out. And dang, you were just really spot on. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Toya, what you got going on next weekend? Uh, Nothing, actually. <laughs> I just moved to Texas last week, so I'm still. Oh, congrats! Thank yeah. you. We got her email, so we have to hit her up. Yeah, um, yes. but I'm thinking of something to do um, next Sunday, so keep a lookout for us. Okay. Um, either way it goes. So. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, ladies, for having me. Enjoy Thank the you. Rest Enjoy. Of yes. Shout out to Jack Spade. He says a good to decent knockoff bag can be found in Chinatown. 
black men <laughs> secure a friend at the pawn shop and at your local Chinatown. Jack Spade strikes me as the as the type who would get his woman a bag from Chinatown. So Maybe he's he really still does. buying like uh <laughs> he gonna go to the flea market in Atlanta, baby. You know they don't got Chinatown, they got them flea markets. That's what he gonna Maybe go on he the West End. Mortal Kombat bags. <laughs> Listen, don't do it, don't do it. Mm-hmm. That poor lady. Mm-hmm. That part. Oh, the knockoff just hurts my feelings. <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, I just cringed at it like, yeah, no, nah, I'd rather not. Give me, I'd rather have a bag from TJ Maxx or something. Don't that part, like off. you can get a good leather bag. Don't do the knockoff. Right. It's not that deep. It's really mm-hmm. not. Um, shout out to Lucas. Lucas says, "Great discussion." Like, ow, look at Thank that. You, Give Lucas. Us some Appreciate you. Mm-hmm. And shout out to Gaston's world. He says, "Great show, y'all. I'll catch the next one. Keep it up." Listen, we got some fire shows planned for this month. So make sure y'all are tuning in because, baby, we got some good stuff to talk about. That freaking part. So, um, <laughs> yeah, Mike, you know, they be they do be handing out the Mortal Kombat bags. Like, it ain't even a Michael Kors. And Michael Kors that went down. Like, you can get a Michael yeah, Kors no. from Marshalls nowadays. Probably uh, for about 40 bucks. Oh. <laughs> Um, this was a good topic. I really enjoyed it. Like I enjoyed the perspective that everybody um pr- uh, uh, brought to the table on this one. Like even hood conservative, I'm talking about it was just some good points overall being shared on this topic. So thank you guys for joining us. This was a good late Sunday show. Like I said, we got some exciting stuff coming up this month. So make sure y'all are tuning in because. Yeah, we got a, a lot of good things in the pipeline. So thank you to everybody who joined the panel, everybody who super chatted us and the cash app we received from my bro kit clouds. And thank you to the chat for keeping it popping and entertaining. I want to send a special shout out to Bullets Gotti and also to our brother DJ Kuda for sharing our streams. We really, 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 really appreciate that. And to everybody who shares our streams, thank you. Um, Keep sharing them. Keep putting the word out. It's popping over here. Um, But thank you to everybody who cashed up us, who super chatted us, um, especially to everybody who came on the panel. And shout out to our our calm chat today. You guys actually had some sense today. So um, thank you. And even the divesters that came through, we um, we don't be mad. Appreciate y'all. Absolutely. Come back. We like that you guys come and join in on the conversation. So we can keep it respectful. I would welcome you guys to come back. Absolutely. So everybody have a great start to the week and we will be back here on Wednesday. Yep. We're out. Peace.